0: and welcome back to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet, and today I have a lovely, beautiful returning guest, one of my bestest buddies in the whole wide world, and I love him to pieces. Um, I don't care what anyone else says about either one of us. They can suck a rotten egg. Anyway. rotten egg. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome back, my lovely darling New York Patriot. How are you, my dear?
1: Good,
2: very good. Thank you for having me on today. I'm super happy. It's always, nice to happy. With you. It's always and, good.
0: I know, and I love it. And, you know, people don't realize that we, you know, if I say somebody's my best friend, I do communicate with them outside of talking to them on a show. So, uh, you're my yeah, friend so you're
2: for a reason that I actually text on my phone. (laughs) Same, same.
0: Uh, Yeah. So, um, I wanted to have you back today because you have a, a very interesting story and I have so many questions for you. um, and it's funny because as long as I've known you, I didn't know the details until I listened to you on Hocket podcast. Um, and I was like, <laughs> oh, my oh, God, you, you you totally have to come back on my show because we have to discuss this. So, um,
2: Oh, I, yeah, it's a totally I, wild, wild story, And <laughs> you know, depending on how far and how deep we get into it. I mean, there's so I much was- shit. I'd be like, what the fuck? I want to unearth the
0: entire thing because it's fascinating to me. And I have so many things that I want to know about. So tell me and tell the listeners, like, what happened to you? What did you do?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm assuming like we talked before. It has to do with uh, the part of me getting arrested and going to federal prison.
0: Mm, that'd be the one, uh, yeah,
2: yeah. Back in uh, pro, oh god, it was like around two thousand and eleven, around there. Um, so I mean, it's even already been over ten years. Uh, well, I guess I guess to get into how I even got into it. That's what I, 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 know. <laughs> I was. I was working. I was working, and I was actually doing. Um, digital printing and stuff. I was uh, kind of like the head of like the black and white digital printing for a company. And uh, they were kind of like going under, they had to downsize like horribly, like they really weren't doing well. And uh, eventually they had to let me go. So I was like, Oh fuck, what the fuck am I going to do for work? You know, I got to find something. Um, And at the time, I'll be honest, I was very much into like bodybuilding and I was taking steroids. So I was like, fuck it. I was like, maybe until I find a job, I can maybe pedal some fucking (laughs) shoes. Mm-hmm. just to get an income until I found a job. And uh, yeah, so I mean, I basically, you know, from my experience, whenever I bought this stuff, I actually didn't buy them from a person, a physical person. I was already always ordering it from the internet.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: There was like bodybuilding forums that you could go on where they had sponsors that were technically people who paid them so they could promote their products on that.
1: Right. And they were promoting steroids,
2: you know, there are underground kind of bodybuilding forums, you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So uh you could find <clears throat> you know once w- when you were ordering it through the mail it is substantially cheaper once somebody else has it in their hand and then they're selling it. Oh sure. So, you know it's just so much cheaper. So it was like in the in the, the it was to the point to where it's like I could order it online and possibly even resell it online or to a few people I knew personally at a price that was cheap for them and was still like you know making money for me mm-hmm. because it was substantially cheap. Right. So I started doing that and uh, I eventually made enough money to uh, where I thought it was worth it for me to actually jump on one of those boards and try to uh, promote my shit. Um, Eventually, at some point, um, I was ordering like a bunch of shit from some guy and I was reselling it and eventually he got popped. So then I was like, fuck, I guess I'm done. You know and then at this point i already started making just a little bit enough to where i was like i don't know if i will even really looking for work anymore exactly <laughs> i hate to say it
0: i'm gonna be a pimp ass daddy <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then um i was very good friends with somebody that was kind of like a rep on another board for for like a, another group that sold juice i kind of came pretty close friends with them on the internet you know i didn't know them personally And I would ask him a lot of questions because, like, I saw that he had his shit together and he was doing pretty good. So a lot of times I would just kind of like, you know, I'm new at this, you know, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: this and that. And I kind of told him, like, my situation. I said, yeah, I think I'm done. He's like, dude, he's like, why don't you just make it yourself? I was like, what? He's like, why don't you just make the shit yourself? It's really fucking easy. I said, how the fuck do I make steroids? He's like, dude, you fucking go on Alibaba.com. They'll send you fucking anything. And I was like, huh? And he was like, Yeah, man. He's like, People in China, they'll fucking send you anything as long as it's legal there. They don't give a flying fuck if it's illegal in this country. Mm-hmm. I was like, You gotta be kidding me. He's like, Yeah, just go on there and look up like testosterone and you'll find like people selling the powder.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I was like, No. Oh. So then I, I went and like started like Googling and like YouTubing like how to, you know, make that shit. And I was like, If you're doing it like I and many other people, and I'll be totally honest with you too. I'm not going to lie, unless it's a really good pharmaceutical company that's known if someone's buying steroids, it's probably being made in someone's house and it just looks fancy. I'm going to be totally honest with you.
1: Right.
2: Um, I looked it up and I was like, wow, this really is like easy to where A fucking monkey could probably do it. Like I was actually blown away. I was like, all you need is the hormone. You Mm -hmm. need oil. And uh, a lot of people I knew at the time were using coconut oil or grapes
1: oil. Mm-hmm.
2: So I was buying the grapeseed oil. So you needed uh, the hormone, grapeseed oil. You need benzo benzoate, which helps break down the powder into a liquid. And then benzyl alcohol, just tiny bit, just to sterilize the liquid. Right. You only needed four fucking things. And everything could be done on a stove. So I started thinking like, ah, maybe this is possible. So I started checking on Alibaba and I saw like, fuck, this dude's right. Like I type in anything and like just fucking tons of sources to like order the powder from. So I kind of like started looking and I was like, let me find one in the middle range of prices. I don't want to pick a real cheap one because there might be a rip-off or they might not right. even send me anything. And I don't want to pick a you know real expensive one, especially in case they rip me off. I just lost more money. Exactly. So I, went for, I went for a middle level one and I think like mostly all these places, it was like you had to buy a hundred grams or less. So I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll buy that. That will make me about like 30 something bottles and I'll see if it works. I ordered it a couple of days later. I think they said, Oh, here's your shipping, no- you know, tracking number. They send it from China with this EMS service, which is basically like overnight, but it's not going to get sent to the United States overnight. Right. Uh, it goes a lot faster through uh, what the fuck is that shit? It would go through a uh, customs, customs. JFK. because I was yeah. in New York, it would go through JFK customs. Right. Um, I, the shit would get to my house literally in like five days or a week. And I actually wasn't even expecting it to show up that fast. And one day I think I went to go walk outside my door and there was a little fucking box on the doorstep. And I was like, holy fuck. It actually, it's here. I was like, holy shit.
0: Now I I got, now I got to go
2: make some stuff. (laughs) So I was like, fuck. Okay. Uh, I guess let me make it. And literally as I was doing it, I was like, yo, I have to be fucking this up. This is way too easy. This this cannot be right. Um, I made everything. Now, they call this crashing. Sometimes if you don't dose it right, if you overdose it, if there's too much in there, the powder will not dissolve because oil can only hold so much. Right. Um, So the crystals will dissolve and just fall to the bottom. Um, So I was like, all right. like, I was expecting that to happen it didn't happen. And then I'm like, maybe it's on the dose. Like, I just felt like, like this just went way too easy. So then I'm like thinking, I'm like, all right. I was like, I hate to like, I, I would have liked to have, I guess, just sold it and just find out if it works. But I was like, I, I hate to kind of be like that. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to jab myself and I'll start running this. And if I feel like a difference that I'm not taking anything, then I know it's not good. If I don't feel anything and, Still getting results and still feeling like I'm taking steroids because you do get a pep in your step for real. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's like other certain things that you can definitely tell. Like I'm not graphic, but I mean, if you're taking a lot of testosterone, your sex drive is going to be through the fucking roof, Right. So like if I was to drop down to nothing, I would notice a difference in my libido or even in like getting it up. You know what I'm saying? That may not even work either. So I started taking it, and after about two or three weeks is when it should fully be in your system because it takes a few weeks depending on what type of steroid you're taking. It can take up to two or three weeks for it to really build up its levels in your blood anyway. At that point, I was like – after the three weeks, I was like, "Yo, I feel fucking great. I was like, so this must have been legit. So then I started selling it. And I was getting a lot of, like, yo, this shit's fire. This shit's really good. You know, and I was just.
0: Thanks, like, I made it in my kitchen. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: No, no. <laughs> yeah. Most of the people that, that knew, that that uh, were buying it off of me, knew I made it too. That's the whole thing. <clears throat> so, uh, so that worked. So then I was like, all right. I was like, I'll sell these. I think, uh, yeah, I was dosing the testosterone at 300 milligrams per uh, milliliter. Mm-hmm. So each bottle technically had three grams of testosterone in it. So technically I was probably able to make 33 vials. <laughs> <laughs> you were just giving them some
3: special gifts.
2: <laughs> so I was able to make so- probably around 32 or 33 vials of it. And I sold it all. And then I was like, fuck it. I'll order more of that. Another hundred grams. And I'll order another hundred grams of something else. And then sold that, and then, like, it just – I ended up getting on, I think, on another board that I had to pay money on, and I started getting a little bit more known, and I started getting, like, a lot of orders. So, eventually, I was just like, fuck it, like, uh, I'm doing this all in my home. Like, I literally just went out, bought a couple of beakers, and, uh, you know, I went out and bought um, filtered grapeseed oil, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I had a vacuum pump. And they call these things, they're called Wattman filters. They almost look like an hourglass. And basically, you pour shit in the top. You plug a vacuum pump into the bottom. It sucks it through a filter to make sure that it's sterilized and clean. And mm-hmm. then the bottom, you have everything that's been filtered. So, I mean, there was a little bit of money uh, to, to get involved. But, I mean, I was making it. So, um, I was able to start, like, producing more um, and faster. So, I started to uh, – do that. And like, I, I kind of just started to get like a lot of orders because people were commenting and saying like, oh, I got the shit in like three to four days because whenever somebody made an order, I wasn't busy. I was unemployed and I was already looking for money. So as soon as they sent the money, I was already making the package and dropping it off in a mailbox or, you mm-hmm. know, or post office.
3: Right. So they
2: were getting their shit in like three to four days because I was sending it priority. Like most, a lot of people, I hate to say when they were doing that shit, you know, take a week or two because like they're busy or they don't fucking care or whatever. Right. They're already loaded. They're taking their time. I was thirsty. So I was like, well, I got to make these people happy <laughs> and send the shit to them as soon as they paid for it. I have it. So like that was even something, too. People were like, oh, this guy's turnaround time is like three to five days. It's fucking insane. So like I started to, you know, build a reputation of like, you know, sending the shit out real quick, too. That helped. Uh, eventually. I came across, uh, it was a site. I can't remember the name for it anymore, but it was ran by somebody in the United States, but hosted in a different country, which there was illegal. And it was basically a free site that you can advertise on if you were selling it. Mm -hmm. But the thing was though, is that um, you would have like, kind of like a, a thread made for you and people could comment and talk about like the service. How was the service? How was paying? How did how was it getting the stuff you know sent back to you now if they let shit remarks I can't take it off you right. know so it was really just for like a thing for like me to register and people just gave their opinions and mm-hmm. hopefully it worked out for the best for me because then if people saw good opinions and good stuff uh, you'd get a rating because people were given ratings and everything too. Like you know, percentage rating of like how great of a score they have. It was like pretty in-depth site. <laughs>
0: you were and, making uh, some good pound juice, so I'm sure the oh, ratings were good.
2: <laughs> well, eventually, well, that was that's what ended up getting to I guess being the size that I was. That site really like exploded it because eventually, like everybody just had great things to say. So then, like your shit kind of starts popping up like more often for people to look at, and eventually. Probably within like a, a month of that, I found myself to the point to where I had uh, testosterone, DECA, Boldenone, Trembolone. I uh, had testosterone, propionate, Sustenon, uh, Masteron. I mean, I, I was selling f- like pretty much anything somebody would need. I was making myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was making Winstrel which is uh kind of like one that normally gets suspended in water, but there was ways to do it in oil. And I started doing that too and selling that. Um, So I eventually was like getting like literally kilos of shit sent to my house from, from fucking China. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, like multiple boxes. <laughs> I am not shitting you. Uh, and it was to the point to where I couldn't even, keep up doing it myself, that I was literally employing two dudes that I knew to come to my house from nine to five. I was literally brewing the stuff and making it. And they sat there from nine to five and made the bottles. Because mm-hmm. you go out and get you get those diabetic, uh, like those insulin bottles, kind of.
1: Right. You go
2: out, you get those, you can buy the tops, mm-hmm. buy a crimper for like 150 bucks. I wasn't going to go out and buy a machine. Right. So like the dude had a crimper. There was one guy there that was putting the labels on because I'd go out and get mailing labels. And then I mm-hmm. designed the mailing label. I'd make my little name of my supposed lab. <laughs> it's not a lab. <laughs> but
3: you know, well, you it was a lab.
2: Yeah, it was just trying to make it look fancy <laughs> and you know, make it look like okay. So I I would I had one I had the two dudes that were basically filling them up, and then one was crimping them and putting the fucking things on. And I was making the shit from like nine to five during the day. I'm cooking it on my stove. I'm uh, running it through the Wattman things. And I'll be honest, it even got to the point to where I had to make so much. I said, fuck those filters. And I swear to God, and I've never had a problem. I've never had anybody ever hit me up with a problem. I was taking beakers and I was going out. I went to Staples and bought those gigantic coffee filters that you use for those big tin coffee filters. Mm -hmm. And I was literally putting them like. Into the beaker and then taping The rest of it around the corner Like mm-hmm. around the sides right? And double a th- like triple layering that And when the oil was really Warm on the stove I would just Slightly start pouring it through The coffee filters <laughs> Because I couldn't even wait for the fucking vacuum Anymore it was taking way too much time I needed right. to get the filter right away So I was doing it like that And I was like fuck I mean this really isn't the It's not the best way to do it But I have heard of other people doing it I never had a complaint. So at least like I knew I didn't fuck anybody up, at least not that I know of. But it even got to the point to where I was like literally had like beakers full of shit on my stove and I'm like pouring it through go- coffee filters into other beakers cuz I was like I-, I don't even have time.
1: Mhm.
2: Um it got to the point to where I was even paying somebody to mail out the orders now. I wasn't even doing that myself. You know, I would give somebody I was used to charge $5 for shipping and that was basically at the time that was literally just covering the shipping, it was like four, right. seven, five for priority shipping in the little box or that, that envelope. Right. So it was literally covering that. I had, fortunately, I eventually raised my shipping to 10 and then I was paying some dude, $10 a package. Go mail these things out for me. I don't even got the time. You go do it. There was times where I was giving a kid 50 boxes a day. That was 250 bucks. He made just to go drop boxes off in uh, blue bins. And I told him only do five, five or less. Because if you have five boxes going out or five packages going out with the same return address, more than five, because of the Patriot Act, the post office can inspect it.
1: Mm-hmm. So I
2: said, if you're going to go to a drop box, do five or less. And if you're going to go to a post office, I don't, you go wherever the fuck you want to go. I don't care. I said, just I just don't want to be bothered. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I started even doing that. So, so it got to the point to where I was like employing one person to go and drop the shit off. I was employing two guys to uh like basically work with me and make the shit and then uh doing all this you start coming into the problem of how am i going to receive all this money right like fuck i'm getting all these orders how the fuck are these people going to receive me you know send me money because you don't want to use your real name so like if you do western union i mean if you're not selling a lot it's not that much of a pain in the ass but like who wants to go to 20 fucking western unions in a day because it's going to look shady if i go to one and i'm like yeah i'm here to pick up money uh from 20, 20 75 people, people. yeah <laughs> from am 75 <people>. oh, <laughs> oh and and i don't have my id so there's a password mm-hmm. and i have three different names i'm using too like <laughs> that's not gonna work right because like i was even doing it to where i put it down that i lost you know i don't even have id so there's a password that goes along with this because i didn't even want to show my id right so when you start doing all that it's like fuck uh, and then there's like all right i guess i can do money grams you know i can go to different stores because it's like you don't want to start showing up at the same fucking store every fucking day too going in for western unions that's gonna right
0: and this is back before they did like paypal and all that stuff
2: right oh no well i'll get into that i was using money card a lot that was a good one that that and that i think was done through i think that was paypal actually who had those uh Money packs, I think they're called, where you can, like, load cash onto them, and then you can actually load it onto your PayPal.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, But those money pack cards, well, I'll get into it. So eventually I started realizing, like, fuck, like, I don't how the fuck am I even going to start receiving this money? Because this is, like, a lot of orders coming in. So I eventually started. I came up with a few ideas. There was a few uh, other people that I knew that were brewing and that I saw them because they were well-known on the Internet. Uh, Some of them would actually offer mail-in money. They'd go and get a P.O. box and put it under like a company name or a fake name.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And they would actually literally receive cash and mail.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then when they got the cash and they got the person's order, uh, they would mail it out. So then I was like, all right, I might have to start doing that. So I, I started doing that um, and receiving like Western unions or money And then like that was even starting to get like, I'm like, fuck, like this is like still like a lot. So, like, I actually started to employ a girl in Florida and a dude in Kentucky. I paid them to open up P.O. boxes, told them a fake fucking company name to use. I always gave them the name to put down. And I told them, uh, keep it for two weeks. Collect the money. I'll give you 10% of the fucking money you got sent. And, so, and then throw it all in one big fucking envelope and overnight it to me. And they, I was using uh, three people at one time. And uh I sometimes even had them like two like two weeks later, you'd close down the P.O. box. We'll go to another one now. Mm-hmm. Go to another post office and open up another one.
1: Right. Or I
2: had them start receiving Western Unions
1: mm-hmm.
2: and the money grams. And I did the same thing. When you receive it, put it all together, take 10% out. You know, tell me what you got. Or right, I kind of knew it too. I said, tell me what you got and uh keep 10% and then overnight it to me, you know. Started doing that. Uh that even, yeah, so then technically I had, like, two dudes working for me making the shit. I had somebody mailing the stuff. Then I had two or three people receiving money for me. <laughs> totally. I'll be totally honest with you. I really could have gotten fucked for organized crime because it oh, really, yeah. really was totally organized crime. Yeah. And, and the thing, is, the thing, I mean, I guess, like, I don't, you know, this is the funny thing with the feds. In my opinion, the feds aren't going to arrest you unless they know they can and they're going to fuck you. I don't think they'll arrest you unless they know they already have a conviction. Mm -hmm. Um, The thing is that I thought was weird though, is that they never really questioned me um, about anybody. Like they didn't ask me to rat and they really didn't ask me anything about my case. So like I was under the presumption that like, they just neither knew these other people existed or they just actually thought I was doing the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So like, I really didn't go with, I was going (laughs) to, offer any more information Yeah, no. <laughs> you. But uh, I mean, I technically probably, they really probably could have fucked me with organized crime actually, because I mean, besides that, it even got to the point to where I was like paying somebody $1,400 a week just to answer my emails and orders. I That's said, so at the end of the day, take all the orders, put them together, tell me where the orders are going and then send me another email with all the payments and I was doing that. Uh, I got to the point to even where the Western unions, the PO boxes and all that shit was getting to a bit much that I even started paying people to open up prepaid uh, debit cards. Um, God, what were the rush card? Fuck, I forgot. There was a couple of them. There was like three or four different ones I was using. And I would have people open those up under their name. They're free. And then have them mail me the cards. And now I would accept Money Pack as a payment, and those Money Pack cards can be loaded or used to be because then eventually the government—oh, I don't know how truthful it is—they thought people were using those terrorists were using those to fuck around with money, and they changed something with Money Pack. Now it's totally different. But at that time, you were able to take a Money Pack card and instead of loading it onto your PayPal account, you could literally load it right onto a prepaid debit card. So now I'm taking. Mo- money payments from money pack loading them on to debit cards and then going to ATMs and taking the cash off
1: mm-hmm.
2: or I'm using it to go buy random shit in the fucking stores.
1: Right.
2: You know, so like I even started paying, like I had like probably like three or four people that I paid to like go out and do that shit. And I was using their cards. Sometimes they'd even get shut off because they were like, yo, you can't just be throwing money on here and then taking it out on the ATM. That's fishy. They'd even lock the cards or the ATM would just suck the card in and not give it back. It'd be like, you mm-hmm. should lock." So, yeah, I mean, when it came to the money-wise, uh, that was, like, definitely... That, that, I mean, it was really, like, organized.
0: <laughs> so, it's so funny to hear you talk about this because it's it was so organized and so just, like, well-thought-out and well-run and, and whatever. What in the world? I mean, first of all you can literally find anything on the internet
3: mm-hmm.
0: how to make stuff so that's impressive but number two what the hell did they actually get you
2: for all right well getting getting to that eventually like i told you uh i was having you know i was just getting so much stuff that like i said i had to start having people do other shit mm-hmm. it was even getting to the point to where i was sending mm-hmm. it out like i said you know Fucking 50, 75 packages a day, every day. I was starting to even get a little worried about like, all this shit is coming from New York. Mm -hmm. You know, God forbid any of these packages still get popped. It's coming back to New York. Right. So I was getting a little worried about that. And I knew other people that were a little bit bigger than me, or I mean, I was getting there. And eventually, like, you kind of start making, like, friends in the underground, like, fucking steroid world. You'll see Mm -hmm. other, you know, you might end up, like, kind of becoming close and, like, might be in a jam and be like, yo, can you hook me up with some of that? You guys might do each other's favors if, you know, if you trust each other. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a couple other dudes that I knew that were um, what they would do actually was take a bunch of shit of that they had and then ship it out to somebody in a totally different state. And then they would mail out the orders from there. So then they, God forbid, a package got caught and busted. Mm-hmm. It was going back to a state that the person wasn't making it. Right. You know, they'll they'll be looking in Texas. And they're probably not going to find anything because the dude's in New York making it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. It was just like another diversion thing. So I even started paying somebody to do that. I uh, started paying some kid in North Carolina to do that. And then uh, I wanted to use somebody else because it was just like I I wanted to split it up because I was still it was still like a lot of packages. Mm
1: -hmm. So then
2: I decided to uh, somebody I had dealt with. It was somebody that I became close friends with. He was on the Internet and on the same boards as me, but he was like selling. uh, God, what are they called? Research chemicals. Mm-hmm. now those research chemicals that he was selling they were legal as long as you weren't ingesting them and they were for research purposes not for human consumption so i guess like you know i guess they think using it on rats or whatever but you can buy it as long as you're saying i'm not using this on myself right Research chemicals and it's
0: it's just the word of mouth that you swear yeah. and that's i just want to say really quick that is not a lie Uh, Because there's a company that I looked up not too long ago that has a very, very shady founder. And he literally has, because you know, you can look up like shipping manifests that come to their, you know, shipments that come to their company and whatnot. Literally every single ingredient for all of his quote beauty line or natural health line all comes from China nowhere else. And is literally the most terrifying list like ever shit. So yes, you can, you can buy anything. Oh yeah. You can buy fetal cells on the internet if you really want them. Yep.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, Oh yeah. That, you know what? That was a big, you know, it was really funny too. The whole time. Yeah. I was buying so much shit from these motherfuckers. They sent me a fucking Christmas gift
1: Mm -hmm.
2: from fucking China. (laughs) But, yo, you know what? They were always pushing on me because once I started getting big and they realized I was selling a fuck ton of shit and I kept telling them no to the point to where I said, don't even ask me again. Mm-hmm. They started pushing fentanyl on me. Mm-hmm. Yo, why don't you fucking take some fentanyl? We have great fentanyl. You'll make a fuck ton of money with that. I was mm-hmm. like, no, now I'm putting people into fucking people eating and scavenging out of dumpsters
1: for fucking right. more fentanyl.
2: I don't think anybody's robbing their grandmother for a bottle of testosterone. I mean, maybe. But I think it's two totally different things. So I wasn't cool. For hey, it.
0: It wasn't nowadays, bad. maybe. <laughs> no, no.
2: So, no, but I'm sure somebody's robbing from their grandmother for heroin or fentanyl. You know what I'm saying? But I doubt steroids. So, um, but get, to get back to what I was saying, this kid that I ended up becoming kind of close friends with, he had research chemicals. And a lot of those research chemicals were things that people who were taking steroids would take to get rid of the side effects.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, problem with steroids, especially with like uh, tests. We'll see the. You take any steroid, any mm-hmm. steroid. The chemical makeup of it is so close to testosterone. Mm-hmm. This is almost the same exact thing of why people get dope sick with heroin. Right. You take it long enough, your body thinks it's getting testosterone from somewhere else. Right. Stops making it. Correct. So now you could be running a twelve-week cycle of fucking De- uh, a Deca, or Trembolone. And after, like, four weeks, you, like, start feeling kind of, like, sluggish or, like, just like, oh, like, I don't feel, like, all that great anymore. Because mm-hmm. now you're taking the steroids, but your body isn't actually making testosterone anymore. Right. So then you have to take a testosterone base. You have to take testosterone as well. That's just my opinion. Yes. So when your body stops making it, you're getting it from somewhere else. And
1: mm-hmm.
2: when you start taking testosterone, if you're bodybuilding, you're going to be taking higher levels, obviously, and there can start to become side effects. Right, a you lot. Can start growing bitch tits.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You can start getting a testosterone will aromatize into estrogen.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, these research chemicals—you have Clomid, you have Nalvedex, you have all these other things—they stop that from happening.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I told the dude, "Yo, you seem to have your shit together." You seem like a nice guy. I've ordered some stuff off of him myself for my for my own. And uh, I was like, would you mind if I listed your products on my site or on my thing? And uh, I'll just like add like an extra five bucks to him. And I said, when I get the orders, I'll just send you the money and you can ship them out. And he's like, yo, <laughs> yeah, that works. He's like, fuck it. I don't care. He's mm-hmm. like, yo, I'll even give them to you for $5 cheaper than I'm selling them online. He said, so you can make 10 bucks off of it. And I started making him a fuck ton of money it was long as well with me and uh, I became pretty good friends with him. And he was the one who also mentioned like, have you ever thought of doing dropship, where you kind of like sending it to somebody else and then they're sending it out. And I was like, I thought of it for sure because it's getting a little bit too busy over here. I just, I was getting paranoid and he's like, well, I know a kid in Nebraska for sure that you could trust. He's like, a, definitely like, you know, I know the kid, he's cool. He's like, you know, so I got in touch with him, kind of talked to him. We talked about a few things and, uh, I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll, I'll go with him. You know, I trust the dude. Uh, and I specifically told this fucking guy, I will never, ever, ever ask you to sign for a box, my man. I'm sending it overnight, but I'm checking off the box. You do not need to sign. Right. I'm not going to ask for a signature. If somebody asks for a signature, it's the fucking cops, dude. Right. Right. Fucking moron. Oh, can we get your signature? Yeah, sure. Two minutes Mm -hmm. later, the house fucking read it. Yeah. Because my dumb ass, because I was too paranoid, went to one post office, mailed out a huge box, and went to another post office, mailed out a huge box. And when I went into the post office, I took a fucking sleeve of those overnight things, just ripped it off, and used one after the next. Well, they actually have codes under them. Mm -hmm. The post office was able to realize this package was like this address, return address, literally within the same day, went to two different post offices using the same fucking like in numerical order. Right. uh, Overnight thing. Something is fishy. Well, why did we get two of them? But yet they came from two different post offices. Right. So they got a warrant to get a dog to sniff the boxes Oh no, they brought in a drug sniffing dog. Now my lawyer even said, he's like, I'm going to tell you right now, this is the whole thing. I just label, I mean, I could probably run off 10 different steroids. Now, then there's also, like I said, there's different types of oils you can use. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just, you know, grapeseed. There's so many different fucking things right in that box. And I was vacuum. I had a vacuum sealer. And I was literally vacuum sealing these things inside plastic and then vacuum sealing it again and then wrapping it, making sure it doesn't break either. Right. He's telling you right now, this fucking dog didn't find anything. He's like, these mm-hmm. motherfuckers just opened the box. He's like, I'm going to try to beat the drug sniffing dog thing. I was like, all right. Oh, but I forgot to say, yeah, this dude eventually, um, the, the, I ended up getting caught because he told on me, and this motherfucker had diarrhea of the mouth. Mm-hmm. I think I had already sent him three packages before these other two that got caught. Now he took one, brought it to his girlfriend's house and he took the other two and brought it to his uncle's house. This cocksucker literally went and told them, Oh yeah. And I've received three other ones. It's one's at my girlfriend's house. And now the other two are at my uncle's house. So now they get arrested. So now you got all these three people all trying to tell on each other. And then the one dude telling on me, I was like, guy, Did you even have to tell him about the prior shit? If he literally didn't tell me about the prior shit. He wouldn't have known. Well, not even. Yeah, they wouldn't have known. And I probably literally would have maybe have gotten probation and no jail time at all. Right. Because it would have cut what I got caught with literally in half because Mm -hmm. they had the shit that he told them about and the shit that was in my house when they raided. it. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: So uh, he told he cooperated with them. Um, I didn't know, but they were following me for about a week. Um, Eventually, after I got arrested and I got my discovery, they were following me. I I think they saw me go to the post office once. They were following me so good that they didn't even know I left to go to the Dominican Republic for a week. Um, But then eventually, all right, with the whole drug sniffing dog, uh, supposedly the drug sniffing dog hit the box. And then they had a warrant. They got a warrant to open it. Uh, My lawyer went to go fight the drug sniffing dog thing. And the attorney literally looked at him and said, well, how do I know your client didn't smoke weed, touch cocaine or some other drug and touch the box? And that's what the dog hit. Exactly. You ain't ain't beating this one. And he's like, I'm going to be totally honest with you. He told my lawyer, he says, I'm filling in. I'm normally not even a fucking federal lawyer. I'm normally do state. I'm not looking to kill your client. I'm only looking to charge him with what we got. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking for priors. You know, he's like, I'm not looking to dig into his computer and hit him for the last six months. I'm literally just looking to get him for what I got him on. This real easy case, and he can get off real easy. So then I started looking at how many, you know, with the feds, everything is basically a graph, right? Everything has its own, like, between zero and 20 units is this amount of time, zero to 40,000 units is a different amount of time, right? 40,000 units. And they had caught me, I think, with uh, like 400, literally just over 40,000 units, I think, or something of steroids. So like if they would have caught me with without those other three boxes, it would have been substantially less, but regardless. Um, mm-hmm. So like I started to be able to even tell what I was looking at with time because I knew how much they were charging me with. Right. I just had to get at what they thought, like, were they going to add anything on or were they going to like look at my, uh, do I ha- you know, I had a few minor past stuff when I was a kid for weed, which mm-hmm. they actually counted. And then that raised my level of like, con- you know, to a- up to another point because he's right. got priors now. So now he should get more jail time. But it was literally was giving me 30 months. And I was like, you know, I'll be totally honest with you, like I, I could have gotten fucked a lot worse. Oh yeah. I was like I, I, I think I'll, I'll chance the two and a half years and just count my blessings, maybe. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. A hundred At least
2: five years when I when they busted, and and unfortunately I was in the Dominican Republic. I was three days there, and I get a fucking phone call from my brother, and he's like, "Listen, I'm just calling you now before dad does." He's like, your apartment just got raided, bro. The fucking feds just kicked in your door. I was like, I You're was like, fuck, done. I'll just I stay like, in the I,
0: Dominican Republic.
2: <laughs> well, I had thought about that actually. I, <laughs> even the person I was with at the time that I was dating even had said, you know, we might be able to stay out here, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, and probably live well off. And oh, Yeah. That was a thought until the next day I went to go purchase something and my debit card was declined. Right. Because my fresh d- bank account. My dumbass was uh, kind of – because it got to the point even to where the amount of cash I had inside my place, I was not comfortable with. To right. where, like, if anybody ever caught on, like, it might be almost worth it to, for them to try to rob me. Right. So I literally had, like, 80, $85,000 in, like, a bank account that I was collecting from doing this shit. And now, Mm -hmm. mind you, this is only like five months of doing it. Right. And I've already paid $37,000 for a Subaru WRX STI cash. And I just paid $50,000 for a wedding cash.
1: Mm -hmm. I think
2: I had $85,000 in one bank account. I had, uh, that's about a total of another $87,000 that I spent. So you're looking at like $160,000 that I at least did in four fucking months.
0: Right. That's why I said... (laughs) It was exactly. definitely a genius business plan uh, you know, going there on there. one
2: month where I made $120,000 in cash, you know, $120,000 in like my, I think my fifth out of the six months I lasted. only only lasted mm-hmm. six months to doing it. I think that I made a fuck ton, but, uh, fuck, I forgot where I was going with that. But, uh, so yeah, I had, uh, yeah.
3: I, so did I, they,
0: as soon as you came back from the Dominican oh, that's Republic, right. yeah, did yeah, they absolutely. nail you?
2: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, they they did that. Then eventually my father called me. Um, I found out that I didn't have money in the bank because – and the crazy thing is, too, the only reason they even checked my bank or even knew – and I was just like, yo, this is the fucking – first off, you're the Fed. You didn't even know I was in another country?
1: Mm -hmm.
2: You had no idea. I fucking had plane tickets to go to DR? You fucking – I thought you guys know everything. Mm -hmm. You only knew I even had a fucking bank account with that much money because I had the fucking – Checkbook on the fucking sitting next to my computer. Right. They didn't. They would. They didn't even know until then what bank accounts I had. So since I left my checkbook there, they fucking checked that bank account and saw all that money and saw that it was kind of coming in in weird ways, a lot mm-hmm. of cash deposits. They were able to seize it. Right. So they seized it, and then my idea of staying in Dominican Republic took a shit. Right. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to have to go home and face the music. Um, coming. <laughs> It really sucked because I went there for a total of 10 days. The I found out the day before my family was coming there to see me. Uh, my aunt, my uncle, and my two cousins were then coming on the fourth day and staying for a week. So, like, now they're there. They know what happened. I know it. And I'm just like, yo, this isn't even vacation anymore because I know I'm going home to get arrested.
3: Sorry. I'm trying to
2: get in touch with my lawyer. And like, I'm getting. I went and got a lawyer. I hit up my boy that I told you was doing the research chemicals. I was like, "Yo, I just got fucking popped, dude. Who can you offer? A- Who do you know as a lawyer?" He gave me two people's names. I looked them up. One was ridiculously expensive. I mean, they're both are expensive.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but the other guy, I ended up paying like thirty grand. I was like, "That's a little bit cheaper." <laughs> I think that's the other guy. Like that's seven- still a lot of money, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I was able to pay him. Oh, you know, actually, I think I had, I had already secured him. Before I started thinking about not going anywhere, um, I was lucky enough to where I think I was able to send him $10,000 twice from my bank account. I sent him 20 grand before they cut off my bank account. Right. So then I was like, all right, I'm definitely going to go back home. Because like I was like kind of like, I don't know, should I go back home? Well, I'll get a lawyer just in case. And then if I don't go home, fuck it. I just, you know, whatever. I wasn't sure what I was going to do, but I was tempted to not go home. Right. Right. So, uh, all right, my bank account's gone. I've paid $20,000 so far towards a lawyer. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to have to go home. Um, I'm on the plane with me, the girl I was with, my aunt and uncle, and my two cousins. And when we get to JFK, they make an announcement that we are not going to the regular, uh, what do they call them, wherever you fucking go, terminal. We're not going, we're not going to the regular terminal we're going to. We gotta to go to another one. And can everybody please take out their passports for identification? My uncle turned around and looked at me, and he's like, You fucked. I was like, I know. They literally had the feds there IDing everybody who got off right. the fucking plane. They ID'd me and didn't say anything. And I was like, Oh, maybe I'm okay. <laughs> they
0: are looking for someone else. <laughs> like, hold up,
2: sir. Hold up, so and so. Can you come here? And i Ah! Here it comes!
0: Great.
2: Oh my god! And then the best, honestly, I mean, and now these guys came from Nebraska because they were from Nebraska. Mm-hmm. They were actually marshals. Um, probably what also helped too, I think, with my case. Believe it or not now. I mean, you know, maybe some people think I should have done more time. Whatever. My, from my my point, uh, I did less. I think. Uh, they even had told me you know, once after, like, they you know, handcuffed me and started you know, taking me into the special room they had in the fucking airport, basically handcuffed, doing the walk of shame in front of all these fucking people through the, throughout the fucking airport. So I was like, oh, God, this is horrible. Um, They bring me in some back room to start processing me. And they're like, listen, they're like, we're from Nebraska. They're like, we're not from New York. And they're like, I don't give a fuck what you did. And we're not going to ask you anything we're just here to bring you back. Or it was, or they were New York. Something It was something weird to where they're like, we're not even going to start asking you anything. We're literally just here to transfer you to fucking Nebraska. So like when I got picked up in New York, I didn't have anybody like fucking interrogating me either. They were like, we're just basically here to arrest you and transfer you to Nebraska. I'm not, they were like, we're not getting into all, all this about who and what they're like, we're just here to arrest you. So, uh, by the time I got to Nebraska, I was like already, you know, I already went straight into jail. So like, uh, I, I never really, even, like I said, I've never really got questioned that much either, which is why I had assumed they had known everything, but I guess they didn't. Um, and I wasn't going to tell on any of my friends. Anymore. Like like So you I did
0: good? your time in Nebraska then,
2: um, partially, I got sentenced to Nebraska. Um, my lawyer, uh, two things he did for me. They were really nice, and I, I wish I didn't fuck up one of them. I fucked up one of them, not even realize I fucked it up. He, um, th- I guess this was maybe part of why it was worth paying for the lawyer. <laughs> um, he did put in the stipulation that uh, this guy lives in New York. At the time, believe it or not, I was so jacked up from taking steroids. I needed a CPAP machine because I was so fucking gigantic. I was fucking not even no. Actually, it was so bad I had a BiPAP machine. Wasn't even a CPAP. The motherfucker was like a vacuum pushing the air down my fucking throat. Right. I had to wear that shit because I was like snoring and like not breathing. Like literally, I would stop breathing because I was so I wasn't fat. I was just so big. Right. The weight or whatever was like fucking my body up. Mm -hmm. Um, he had that down as like that's a fucking he's got some something going on with him where he's got a bipap machine. He loses, he stops breathing in the middle of the night if he doesn't wear it. I think he should be close to New York unless anything was to ever happen and his family needed to come visit him. The judge bought that. Right. And somehow the judge even bought that this may have been a drug problem too and my client was addicted to steroids. I was like, this is going to fly? The judge agreed to it and offered me a program to take inside federal prison that would have Mm -hmm. knocked off more than half my time right i literally would have done 9 months in federal prison if i would have finished that program and eventually i got kicked out of it because i didn't realize that you can't email somebody from the prison and tell some tell i got into it was called RDAP. and it was like almost a therapeutic community it was actually fucking insane i was like i cannot believe these people like you literally from you were a good student in this program. If you told on people and I was like, yeah, I'm like, you'll get fucking sent to solitary or beat up. If you show up in the prison for telling on somebody prior, but now mm-hmm. since I'm in this program, I can tell on all these dudes in here. So at all first right. I was even like, yo, this is fucking crazy. I don't even know if I can handle this shit, but I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go through the motions. Cause it's going to knock off 30 months, basically down to fucking, I think I was going to do a total of 11 because eventually from Nebraska, I had to go through Iowa county jail, then I got shipped to Leavenworth uh, CCA, which is a privatized jail that they hold federal inmates in. Right. And then I got sent to Philly to a federal holdover, and then I finally got sent to Fort Dix. So I had went through all that shit. Got to Fort Dix. Got into this program. Actually, like three weeks out of like being in there. Like as soon as I got into the prison. I went to wherever I had to go to make an appointment to fill out for the program, filled it out, and they took me real fucking quick. I got in there. It was like a nine-month program. I think I lasted two months, and uh, while you're in federal prison, you do get emails. So, you know, I was close to my brother, so I was emailing him a lot, you know, plus other family members and friends. And I was like, I told him, I was like, yo, the motherfucking George Jung from the movie Blows in here, dude. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) You know, like I met the guy And then I was like, yo, I met a fucking There was a dude in the Yankees here that got busted with like a kilo of coke I was like, I never heard of that You know, and like I wasn't like I was just like blown away like, holy fuck There is actually like some well-known people in federal prison Right And that was considered a like a uh, Some kind of like security break
0: Right Security violation
2: And because they check emails randomly Just in federal prison as a security thing they saw that I did that, and they tossed me in the fucking shoe, which is basically solitary confinement where
1: mm-hmm. you're in there with
2: one other person. So now that kind of like they basically yanked me out of the program, brought me over to the shoe. I was just like, oh, I can't even believe this is happening because I didn't even know I did anything wrong. Right. I'm telling them, I was like, oh, I didn't even know you couldn't do that. Oh, well, it's too late. You did it. Thanks uh, for
0: telling me after the fact. Yeah
2: um then eventually like when you go to from my experience i don't know how all the prisons work federal prison you are also given like a counselor <laughs> they call it a counselor but it's kind of like somebody just kind of like oversees. and if you have issues maybe with something you go see them before you go to right. someone higher up uh if you were in solitary confinement sometimes those counselors would come and visit whoever that was under their workload that might have ended up in the shoe maybe give you somewhat of an idea like okay the lieutenant's gonna have a hearing on this Whatever you're in here for, it's so and so date, blah blah blah. The person that I had eventually came around and was like, unfortunately, we're you're, we're not accepting you back into the program either after you get out. They're like, so you kind of blew it. Um, you're gonna have to go back to. We're going to just dis- basically send you to a regular building, mm-hmm. Fort Dix, where I was. The drug program had its own separate building, kind of like across the compound too away from everyone else mm-hmm. or you know, like well, no we we're going to be sending you over there and you're just going to be finishing your time and you, you fucked up and I was like oh wow so now I'm being told that like basically I thought I had nine months to where now I'm f- doing the whole fucking thing and I was in the shoe with a dude who was there for uh, fucking his own kids and taking pictures of it and selling
0: it
1: oh, so
2: I was Lord. like
0: do I beat the crap out of
2: you or not <laughs> Well, I didn't know that right away And uh, He was a weird dude I thought he was kind of weird Like weirder than me So I definitely thought something was (laughs) up. But I really never said anything And and, like I started kind of like talking to him About like, oh, what would you get in trouble for And uh, there was a common You know, if you get Charged federally with A a pedophile crime Mm -hmm. Sex crime, you're automatically Getting hit with five years No matter what Mm -hmm get convicted five years and going, you can't get under five years. Same thing with Oxycontin's mandatory minimum of five years. So you started getting a lot of pedophiles who mm-hmm. got hit with five years that were coming out and saying it was from Oxycontin mm-hmm. because then unfortunately it was just like, almost like if you're a weirdo and you have five years, there's a good chance you might be a pedophile because it was like a lot of people were getting hit with that minimum five years. Right. So, like, I was already, like, kind of like, all right, well, you know, then he's also saying it's Oxycontin. And uh, he was just very weird. And then, like, one day he, uh, he was just like, I, I think he had to leave. He left for some reason. I think he got a visit or whatever, or whatever. And now there was a dude that I knew from the compound that ended up in the shoe, too, I think, for, like, drugs or whatever or smoking. Who knows? He did something stupid. But he, they gave him a job. So he would actually mop the floors like once or twice a day while he was in the shoe. Mm-hmm. They let him out. sometime, you know, you got nothing to do. You fucking talk to each other through the fucking doors. Yo, what's up? What's going on? Blah blah blah. That dude wasn't in there. He's like, yo, homie. He's like, that fucking dude in there is in there for some fucked up shit. He's like, I don't know if you know that or not. He's like, he's in the shoe because he's already gotten beat up for his crime, and he's in there for P- protective custody. He's like, I don't know what the fuck he told you. He's like, well, you got you're in there with a sick motherfucker. And I was like,
0: oh. You're like, great. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so like never-ending like, story. Mm.
2: So then the dude comes back. I think I might have let it go for like a day because I was like, you know. Also in jail sometimes. Like, I, I believe the kid, but like sometimes you can get bored in there and you'll just make up stories just to right. see if you can get somebody going. Right. You know, let me twist somebody's fucking not, you know twist their back and see if I can get them fucking going on something that's not even real and look back and laugh.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, it was
2: almost like Game of Thrones with like Littlefinger and the other guy. It's like there was a lot of that in jail too. People just make up shit and see if they can get people going. It was- right. So uh, I you know I'm questioning uh, maybe he was just fucking trying to get me going, making my time worse or fucking with me. And then I think like the next day, I was like, you know what? And uh, I started just asking like little questions here and there. And the dude, I think, started realizing that like I wasn't believing his shit. And literally faked a seizure. And they came and took him out. And then, uh, so they come to me and they started asking me questions. Cause like before they realized what happened, they're like, you know, for all we know this dude, you know, maybe I fucked them up. <laughs> you know, they don't... right. They came in, they mm-hmm. checked my hands. To have you flip your hands around, they check your body to make sure that like, there's no signs of a fight. Mm-hmm. And then the captain started asking me, he's like, well, what happened? I said, I don't know. I said, the the dude just started fucking acting like he was having a seizure on the fucking floor. It started banging his head. I said, I, I said, literally, that's what happened. And I was like, uh, I was like, I mean, and then I started saying something. I was like, is he going to come back? And he's like, uh, well, I don't know. And I was like, I, I said something to him to the point of where I was like, uh, told him, I, you know, I, this kid, I, I think I asked him something which you're not supposed to do about his charge. I said, you know, this kid's telling me he's in here for oxycodone. I said, or Oxycontin. I said, but I really don't fucking believe it either. And he's like, yeah. He's like, um, he won't come back to your cell either. And he's like, he is lying to you about why he's here.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: he left it at that. But I ended up, and then they brought some other kid in with me. That was a he was a rat, but at least he wasn't a pedophile. Um, I ended up being in the shoe for 60 fucking days. Oh, wow. And then once I finally saw a lieutenant, the fucking dude was like reading the paperwork. And he's like, yo, he looked at me. He's like, why the fuck are you in here? You're like, I don't know. (laughs) was like a security breach. And he's looking through it. And he's like, yo, I really honestly can't believe you're in here. He's like, if you would have seen me when they charged you with this, I would have said, fucking take the kid back. Mm hmm. And he's like, he's like, I have to tell you, he's like, I actually feel bad. He says, but and then he made a joke. He says, but at least I got some entertainment out of it. He's like, you motherfuckers from New York. He's like, you guys have some weird fucking slang. And he's like, literally reading my fucking emails to my brother. He's like, who the fuck says that, dude? (laughs) He said, who the fuck says this? He's like, I've never heard of that I was like, yo, we're just being fucking stupid, dude I think I called, I said to my brother, yo, what up, pimp juice Or some stupid shit like that, joking around He's like, yo, do people actually say that? I said, well, I do I said, dude, I'm in fucking jail I gotta fucking amuse myself somehow I was like, we call each other stupid names, joking around So eventually he's like, yo, I'm putting you back out He's like, unfortunately, he says I already spoke to RDAP They won't take you back He's like, I even told him I think this was bullshit But they're not dealing with it He's not taking you back. Then I taken you back. He says, we're going to, when you first get into prison, you go to kind of like a receiving building mm-hmm. you Sit there for a week. And then they find the housing that you're actually going to. I got spit back out into the receiving and then uh, ended up going into a regular building. And funny thing is, this is such a small world, especially in prison. I ended up being put in the room with the dude that fucked up the guy that got put into the cell with me. The second dude. <laughs> The second dude who got in tr- who was there, uh, he was there for selling weed, but ratted on somebody. Or ratted on a few people. Mm-hmm. They fucked him up, but they never found out who did it. I ended up in the new building. I ended up in that new room. So of course, you know, and I also hate to say it, this is some funny shit right here. I want people to listen to this. If you go to federal prison and you're white, you're considered a rat or a pedophile until you prove differently.
1: Mm-hmm. Straight Fuck up.
2: That is some reverse racism right there. If you go to federal prison and you're a white dude, you gotta prove you don't touch kids or rat on people because they're going to assume you did. That's some That's, that's messed crazy. up. Because you Now, if I was black, nobody would say a fucking thing. If I was Spanish, nobody would even question you. And I'll be totally honest with you, the Spanish guys harbor pedophiles, and so do the Jews. The Jews harbor them like crazy in prison. Don't mm-hmm. just convert. Convert and join our gang, and you're cool. Nobody will fuck with you. But yeah, if you're a fucking white dude and you ain't a fucking Jew, you have to prove what the fuck you're there for so nobody fucks with you. It's insane. So um, they, you know, I have paperwork with me showing my charges so they know I'm not a pedophile. So when I got into the room, you know, I was able to show them. So they trusted me. They knew I was cool. They were like, well, what the fuck happened? Why'd you end up in the fucking shoe? I told him, and like, who are you in there with? And I was like, yo, I was in there with this other fucking guy, this guy, Robert, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I found out from so and so that that dude was in there for fucking whatever. And they're like, yo, we actually know who you're talking about. Yeah, that motherfucker is ruthless. He's a sick fuck. He's like mm-hmm. one of the sick compound. They're like, every time he comes out, he gets his ass beat and they send him back in. Uh, then there was another kid who came in. Like I said, after he f- pulled that fake seizure, I got another dude. I told him, oh, so and so. The dude in the room was like, who? I was like, so and so. And he's like, did he tell you why he was in there? I was like, "Hey, he told me that some someone just walked into the television room and knocked him out, and he woke up fucking pissed and shit his pants with a black eye. <laughs> the dude got hit so hard he pissed and shit himself." That's crazy. Uh, the guy's like, "Yeah, that was me. I put a fucking lock on my fucking because you, you can get locks to lock your locker. Mm-hmm. Put a fucking lock in a sock and fucking whacked him with that shit."
0: Knocked yeah, they out. don't. Yeah, they don't
2: take kindly to. uh Pedophiles. No, no, he was a rat. Now this is the crazy thing. Now that dude that I was telling you about was pretty vicious. So he was in the shoe for doing the shit he did. The shoe only hold or only held, I think, 182 people. Well, there's 5,000 on the compound, Mm -hmm. and I can tell you right now there was hundreds, if not at least close to a thousand. For some reason, I don't know what it is with that prison, but it's like the whole Northern part of new of the United States. Like all the pedophiles just go there. Mm-hmm. There was a fuck ton that you couldn't even check them in. Cause there wasn't enough fucking cells in the shoe. Mm-hmm. So you- the prison ended up where it was like almost pedophile friendly to where you literally had so many of them walking the compound. You couldn't do anything about it. They had their own crews. They had their own fucking cars. They call them, which are almost like gangs in a sense. They mm-hmm. had a the pedophile car. They ran with the gays. They had a bocce ball court. These motherfuckers are out in the fucking yard playing magic and fucking Dungeons and Dragons like it's okay.
0: Well, like, that doesn't cool. we that, belong
2: here. We're just, we're no different than you. No, those, those motherfuckers need to get fucked up, but there was no room to put them anywhere.
0: That doesn't surprise me. And
2: it's funny. No, no, I my, w- The education building was ran by all of them. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to go to the (laughs) library... Who do you think teaches college? Yo, yo! if I wanted to go to the library, they give you a 10-minute move, 10-minute move. They give you 10 minutes to go to some place. I would literally power walk to the fucking library, take out the book, and get back so I didn't get stuck in that motherfucker for an hour until the next move Mm because it was so fucking creepy in there. Right. This prison was so fucked up, you would literally see a line coming out of the men's bathroom because some fucking dude's in there blowing motherfuckers. I, I was like, that's... yo, this is fucking prison. This dude's sucking dick in the bathroom in the fucking library, and we got hundreds of pedophiles walking around. We got motherfuckers coloring their hair with Skittles and putting on lipstick. Mm-hmm. I said, what the fuck? This is prison? This is the Twilight Zone. Well, that's why I wanted to... Um... Yo, and for real, I'll be totally honest with you. The time once I got out of that drug program, because I because in the drug program, it was like a totally different world they didn't even really want you associating with the other part of the prison. So I really didn't know to a full extent of right. what the full prison was like. Tell so you got in gin pop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and then like, and you're constantly walking on eggshells too, in that program, because you can literally like, I could wash my bowl and maybe leave my fucking fork in the sink by accident. And I'm going to get pulled up and told on for that. Mm, that's like, crazy. You literally like someone could give me their orange. In the fucking lunch hall, and since it wasn't What the fucking prison gave me already I can get told on And the fucking dude who gave it to me can get told on So I was just like yo I was, there was even times I was like I don't even know if I can make this program
1: The I time went by really So much
2: that. faster once I switched over Yeah It was like a completely different world to Fucking worry about anything But then I was just like yo this is like This is prison We've got hundreds of pedophiles walking around Like it's okay and like Listen, if you're gay, you're gay, I get it. But like I just didn't think it was gonna be so openly like like at night, if you were to go like just to go take a piss at like 12 o'clock at night, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you can see four fucking feet look like, there's a horse in this in the stall, I guess, next right. to you taking a shower. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, what the fuck's going on in there? So I was just like, wow. I mean you a feed I mean, train. It was fitting for a place called Fort Dix. You know, it was very it- fitting. <laughs> Get that, people. Dicks. Or dicks, but I was just like, "Wow!" But yeah, well, that's so- why
0: I wanted to ask you, um, like, what the conditions were and stuff. I'm always very curious about that because my dad worked at federal prison and retired from federal prison. He worked there for a very, very long time, but every one of the facilities is very different and run very differently. That's why I wondered, like. What was your encounter? Okay, so we know that part of it. But what was your encounter for, like, um, sanitary conditions? Did the toilets work? Was shit
2: dirty? Was the food gross? What was it like? All right. Um, I will tell you now, uh, when I first started, like I said, I started off in county jails or CCAs. Now, those I thought were actually horrible.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I was just like, the food's horrible. Mm-hmm. You get very little of it. Right. There's nothing to do. You're literally sitting in a room where mm-hmm. you can walk into another room that has like one window and you could fucking walk around in a circle or right, you know, guys doing fucking jazzercise in there to fucking waste the time. You know what I'm saying? Doing fucking burpees and shit like that. right? You know, <laughs> workout classes. But like you really, in county time, you do nothing. Um, so I had that experience. And then when I went to the CCAs, which is privately owned, and if I even remember correctly, I could be wrong. Even in the pamphlet that they gave me then, it didn't even mention that neither the Clintons or the Bushes were even involved with the CCA.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The CCA, really bad. Their commissary sucked. Less food. It was horrible. Like that, That to me, I was just like, yo, this is fucking bad. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, once I got to federal prison, it was like, <laughs> you get emails. Mm-hmm. You got fucking TVs. Yep. I have a fucking gym with weights. I can go play basketball. I could go play handball. Mm-hmm. It was literally like a little town surrounded by a fence. It was so fucking big. They had two different cafeterias there. Right. That's how many people were there that they had to send different people to different cafeterias. Yep. Um. I. I in my opinion this is just maybe because i had experienced county and privatized jails mm-hmm. my opinion just from my experience in federal prison you ain't got nothing to bitch about i'm sorry
0: well and that's I, why to be honest no you know, and please. and that's true because um like i used to go visit my dad at work um at the prison and i would be like what no, the they fuck had felt like,
3: they had found machines for a it, drink I
0: told him, I'm like, they they have it made. They have fucking PlayStations. They have TVs. It's like a posh, it's almost like a posh little place. So why the hell would people who are struggling to survive on the outside not commit crimes to get it put in there, to have a roof over their head, and to have actually decent food? Because their food was actually good you know, and clean sanitary conditions and free health care.
2: Yeah, I, I, from my experience at the place that I was at, I, sometimes it can work out and it suck, mm-hmm. but uh, it actually worked out well. The inmates are really kind of um, in charge of cleaning the place. They right. get jobs. Right, you get paid shit to do it, but you right. do it, or or you pay somebody else to do it. Right. That's what I did. They gave me a job, and I just paid somebody else to do it until I switched to a different job that was kind of like non-existent and didn't exist. Right. Um, the place was, am from my experience, clean as shit, mm-hmm. very clean. Um, the food, definitely more food than what I experienced in County. I can't say it was always good. Mm-hmm. But there was a they always had a they called it a hot bar, even though the shit in it may not be hot. But there was like literally like a bar down the middle of the fucking um, yeah, like a buffet that like if they had beans, rice or salad, they always had salad. There was always salad. Right. If they had beans or rice that day or salad, fucking keep going and getting more. till mm-hmm. you're full. So like you may not have gotten another piece of chicken, but you're going to get full of fucking something. You're right. You're not going to go hungry there. Right, at least in that prison that I was at, right. So I didn't have to worry about food. I mean, I may have gained weight because it wasn't the best food, and it's all fucking carbs that they give you, right? You know, but uh, they—I they, mean, even there was even meals where they gave you so much food that like you would fucking put it in a bag and bring it back with you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, to where it's like you knew you weren't going to go hungry as long as you didn't care about putting the fucking food in a bag, which everybody fucking did, right. Um, the commissary you're able to spend up, I think like to $320 a fucking week. I mean, if that's what I'm saying, like, um, like I said, we had phones, uh, we had, uh, yeah, you got phone calls, you had four or five different TV rooms to where like, there was one set for news. There was one Mm -hmm. set for fucking movies, right? You know, you had all those fucking TVs, uh, if you had seven to $10, in stamps or tuna fish or mackerel packets, you can go and fucking rent a cell phone off of somebody for an hour. Mm-hmm. They had fucking cell phones in the prison. Motherfuckers. Right. I, I mean, I heard stories that they were boofing them. I don't know if you can really stick a cell phone up your ass. I really do think they're just buying them off the fucking uh, Sure you can.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, may or may not have seen that uh, during my <laughs> nursing career. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> But uh, I think I've seen some interesting things and some butts.
2: (laughs) You had uh, what was real big and I I didn't get into it because I watched people get fucked up from it. Um, Even like a kid that I got close with that did tattoos in there eventually became like uh, was tattooing just to pay for his habit. But Suboxone was fucking all over the place in prison, all over that place. K2 was everywhere that Mm -hmm. I'll admit. I did try that while I was in there. Oh, some fuck! <laughs> Never do that again. Me right. and the guys in our room, I think, did it two or three times. We we're like, "Fuck it, let's get a bag of K two and smoke it and see what happens." And we were just like, "Yo, that shit took you to another fucking world." We we're like laughing at each other. we paranoid as fuck. So, um, but I mean, there was a fuck. T- like, if if you're into drugs, there was a fuck ton of drugs in there. Oh yeah. There like, is. I'll be honest with you, it was easier to get drugs in there than if I was to have gone back home.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um. So you had cell phones. You had drugs. You had food. You had TVs, and you had phones, and like I said, you had- Oh, yeah. yeah. That was another thing that blew me away. These motherfuckers were literally going up in the ceiling. Mm -hmm. This is a prison. Right. These motherfuckers are in the ceiling making hooch. Right. You literally have guys pushing other dudes up into the ceiling, and they're crawling along to go fucking- I forgot what they called it. You had to take the air out of the fucking bag. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't explode as you're making the hooch.
1: Right.
2: They, They had motherfuckers. There was people on there- I mean, it, it can cause a problem and they could lock the compound down, but I mean, I don't know how old it is, but somebody literally had like a wire from a vacuum or something. Mm-hmm. They cut it the fuck off. You had the plug that you put into the wall. They had a piece of metal. They were taking the two wires, putting it on the piece of metal and then throwing it in the hooch, putting a bag over it. And as all the shit evaporated to the top and then came down the bag, you had yourself fucking white lightning. Mm-hmm. You were literally making that in there. Yep. You had people deep frying fucking burritos. <laughs> Motherfuckers in the in the in the in the kitchen would steal the shit, take it out, and they would fucking be deep frying fucking burritos and selling them in the prison. Or, I was just like, or empanadas. <laughs> I was like, yo, what the fuck kind of shit is this? Yo, they had there was people there I knew that yo, this was on a mill. This, this is crazy. It was a military base. Mm-hmm. Now, they have radar. But drones fly, fly so low, it won't pick it up. Right. It was literally people who are having drones flown and dropping off. You know, if you got a, a drone, some of them can also hold up to, I'm sure more now, but they had some back then that could hold up to a few ounces of stuff. Right. It was dudes I knew that found a way to get to the roof of the building that they were on, and they were having a drone drop off ounces of fucking heroin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and the, I, so, I think- they-
1: Oh, this is prison. Uh, These that's
0: motherfuckers
2: don't want to leave.
0: Uh, yeah, well, and <laughs> and it's always been, um, it's always been like that. Where there's you know tons of drugs and and stuff like that because there's always somebody that's corrupt in there that will help you get what you need, do what you need. And the guards, honest to God, don't get paid enough
3: no, to to no, I will even give too. a shit.
2: I know people like to talk a lot of trash about corrections offices and stuff. This is my experience
3: mm-hmm.
2: from the place that I was at. There was a couple of cool ones, but I re- and, and and like, no, but there was really the, there was a lot of dudes with dicks. Yes. I hate to say, especially to the female ones. I'll be totally honest with you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how a female could do that job. Because, yeah, like I hate to say it, like if you got a motherfucker that's in there for five years, you don't even have to look good. You just mm-hmm. have to have a pussy, right? And they'll be sweating you. Yeah. So, I mean there was women in there. I guess because I only had to do two years, I didn't have those glasses on yet that made everybody look hot. Mm-hmm. I was just like, yo, motherfuckers are sweating that nasty woman.
1: Yeah. Well
2: but I feel you know, and, and then you could tell that they were uncomfortable on trying to like I, there was one that actually literally put a dude in the shoe that was in my room
3: because mm-hmm. he literally
2: started fucking talking game to her. And she's like, Yo, I ain't the motherfucking one. Turn around. Right. One in the fucking shoe, dude.
0: Yeah, he, it he takes says, Fuck you. It takes um like my dad when he started at the prison started out um in corrections and, and later wound up doing other stuff that wasn't involved with the prisoners. But he would tell me horror stories about things um that that prisoners would do or say or you know, whatever. It takes a really strong person to have that job. But I think it's like um like anything you get so jaded after you've been in there for so long you don't make enough money the the politics that come down from the top are just complete and utter horseshit i mean it's like it's like political bullshit you know that that rolls down from the top and and you know they don't listen to uh, the custodial officers and and stuff like that and i think a lot of them just get to the point where they're like, I fucking hate my life. I hate this job,
3: yeah.
0: but there's nothing else. So that makes I mean, them dicks.
2: Was, and what sucked <laughs> is like, I felt, I mean, I feel too bad, but like I was saying, like, I mean, I did feel a little bit bad. Like, like we even had some, like, she was one that like our building was three floors high. Mm-hmm. Um, There really wasn't too many inmates on the first floor. Actually, the one hallway that was for the, on the first floor that was really close to the officers' station. -hmm. Basically, all pedophiles. (laughs) But yeah, great. Mm -hmm. There was only a few. I'd say there was like maybe three or four rooms, and then the whole rest was all on the second or third floor. So they have to walk up the first floor to even get anywhere. Right. They know what's going on in these things. You got, you got, you got little fucking Spanish dudes waiting on the fucking second floor platform in the the stairwell. Then when they see the fucking corrections officer walking out of the. Their office to start doing their rounds, they run upstairs. A lot of times they'd scream uh, I think Fuego or something. Mm-hmm. And then the guy upstairs who's running the cell phones knows the cop's coming, goes, grabs the cell phone from the guy, takes it, and then goes and hides it until after they're done doing their rounds. Right. We had corrections yeah. officers. They know that shit's going on. Oh, yeah, they absolutely. The chick that used to was getting harassed, when she came up onto floors, she would literally scream if you're smoking something, put it out before I get into the bathroom. Mm-hmm. She screamed that shit. She didn't want to have to fuck anybody. But right. that's a job. I have to do this. Right. So what would these dudes do when they knew she was coming to the bathroom? Just stand there with the dicks out. Like, come on, this bitch already was letting you know she was coming. And if you're smoking weed or smoking fucking two or a cigarette, just put it out and let me walk through and fucking we're good. It's we kind of like that would purposely shake his keys. So you knew he was coming because he wasn't looking to fuck with anybody. Right. You get it. If you leave them alone, they leave you the fuck alone. (laughs) Right. And I. For some reason, they were the ones that got fucked with the most. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? Like this dude's literally shaking his keys. So, you know, he's coming up the stairs.
1: mm -hmm. I feel.
2: minutes before he shows up. He's coming.
0: I feel bad for the for the female corrections officers, because to me, I can only imagine because. You know, I've been off Facebook for like a super duper long time. And I was like, I want to get on Marketplace. I'm going to get back on Facebook so I can get on Marketplace. And literally within like two hours of starting my account, here comes the disturbingly disgusting messages from people I don't even know. And I'm like, no, I don't want to see your penis. So I can only imagine like what female officers go through. So I got a question for you. Number one, um, I know you were into working out, but what made you get into steroids in the first place?
2: Oh, being insecure. I mean, that's that's all it was. I didn't, I, I, I thought I wasn't good enough the way I looked and I needed to be jacked up to be accepted for a girl to like me. Right, and it, and it fed my ego. I'll be totally honest with you. That, that's a, that's exactly what it was.
0: So, did you have when you when you were coming off of the steroids? Did you have any issues medical wise?
2: Well, I mean, all right. Technically, when I came off of it, it was because I got thrown into prison. Right. Um, I I definitely noticed a a. It took me a bit for my body, though, I think, to actually readjust. I will say that. I mean, there was Mm -hmm. nothing that they gave me or could do for me. But I definitely, like, noticed the difference. And, like, it even took me a while to even start hitting the weights because I just knew my body was just, like, you know, we still still, still haven't made the testosterone as much as we should be yet. Like, I knew I was off. But uh, eventually, no, I, I totally felt back to normal and started to work out with somebody. I met another juice head from New York that was in there you know pretty much getting out around the same time as me it was cool as hell we vibed real good and he really knew how to work out though actually like he like you know Mm -hmm. he really knew what he was doing and i started to uh he just he became my boy you know we were always seen together we went to the gym together all the time he worked in the kitchen we even had a thing going where like he was in the kitchen and he used to do a lot of the vegetables and cutting stuff Mm -hmm. vegetables believe it or not onions and peppers we like gold in that place. Mm-hmm. So like in the morning for breakfast, I go in there for breakfast. And my There was an area where you bring the trays and you're just basically dumping them in like this thing. And there was a dude there taking them and like fucking spraying them with shit and then putting them in like in a machine. Right my boy would come over with bags full of fucking vegetables and pass them to me, and I'd stuff them inside my jacket and walk out of the fucking kitchen, and mm-hmm. then go sell the fucking shit when I got back to my building, and we'd split the money. Right. Like, I didn't even have to – like, I was even making money in jail doing stupid shit, you know? I was still stealing <laughs> the inside. The onion me. trade. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, but, like, you know, we were really cool, and he actually, like, really taught me, like, like I really – you know, I had ideas of what I was doing prior, but, like, this dude really, like, knew what he was doing, and I, I right. got to working out all natural, and I still did even once I got out, and then, oh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. eventually, I got you know, hurt at work, so, now I really haven't gone to the gym or done as much as I used to be able right. to yet, but, uh, yeah, um, I, I did experience a little bit of a, a fucked up point, it was nothing too bad. If anything, it just worried me that it was, like, fuck, if I got into a situation, am I really going to be able to take care of myself? Mm-hmm. But uh, eventually, like, I reset back to normal and I, I learned how to work out without fucking jabbing myself like crazy.
0: Well, that's good because there's um, there's so many people that are into steroids, you know, growth hormones, stuff like that, that don't realize, like, the effects it has on your body and, you know, can sh- shrink your testicles and dry them up, basically, so they look like raisins. Mm-hmm. You know, it could cause massive heart issues and, and all kinds of stuff and like basically start eating away at your tissues.
2: Oh yeah. No, if you're running, yeah. I mean, there was even points where I was taking so much uh HGH, mm-hmm. my legs and my hands were actually starting to hurt. I was yes. like, I can't stop. Mm-hmm. Like it was painful. I was like, yeah. What the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it was probably because I was actually doing way too much. I shouldn't have right. been taking as much as I was taking. Yeah, and that's you know, the thing just, I, I had so much of it, I was like, oh, fuck it I was just, you know. was I'll just,
0: yeah, I'll just have push. some more hey, But shit. same thing, same thing though With, um, like, all the d- protein Powders and shit that they put On the market
2: Oh, so much it, of them are actually garbage And really not healthy it, for you at all
0: Exactly, and I, I mentioned that On another show and, and so They'll be loaded agree. with
2: fat Either fat or yes. carbs And it's like, well, that, I mean, what are you doing at that point? Exactly,
0: you're kind of antithetical to you know what the goal is, but yeah,
3: good, good I had like mentioned
0: of- that somebody <laughs> somebody got like hateful with me when I said you know oh, no, those those good. are not like a great idea because muscle milk
2: horrible muscle milk they're yeah disgusting. and they're full the people of love it like, it's like probably one of the worst shit to drink
0: they're full of chemicals and you know all kinds of stuff and and. So the, the workout community like came after me after they heard me say that. And I was like,
2: read the bottle yeah, I'm <laughs> or a, read I'm the canister." My opinion, when it comes to even like workout powder or protein bars or any of that shit, if it's going to have fat and carbs, my opinion, mm-hmm. it's fucking pointless. I, right. Now, if, if you're working out hard and you actually know what you're doing, right you take in 25 grams of protein and if you're not already like out of shape like if Mm -hmm. you're already decently in shape if you take in 25 grams of protein yeah then i suggest taking 25 grams of carbs because your body will burn up the carbs to utilize protein right but if you're out of like if you're kind of trying to lose weight all that stored fucking fat on you Mm-hmm. will be used instead of the carbs. So buy, buy protein powder without the carbs and without the fat because mm-hmm. your body has got fucking storage stored <laughs> Exactly. Energy, like, <laughs> you already use. So now if you're using it that's in the drink, I mean, it's, if it's taking it from there, it's not going to be taking it off of your stomach anymore. 100% it's you know, just going to add to it. Think people realize that like, you know, it, it's not just like, oh, I'm going to drink this and work out for four weeks and I'm jacked up. No, there's actually, like, stuff that you have to, like, kind of learn about Mm -hmm. the human body and learn about sugar and learn about fat and learn about protein. Mm
0: -hmm. So did you ever do testosterone shots, like, after that?
2: No, I I said, uh, no, after. Well, I'll be totally honest with you. I think part of it was uh, the first part. I didn't know anywhere to get it from. When I got out, because I already mm-hmm. lost my contacts by then. It's been two years. And now, like I'd be totally honest with you. If I was to hit somebody up, I knew they'd be like, dude, you just got out of prison. I ain't fucking with you. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. How do I know you're not trying to set me up? Right. You know, how do I know they're not watching you still? And now they're going to fucking catch me selling you something.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, that So I assumed that was going to be a problem. And I'll be totally honest with you. I think, you know, not to sound like, you know, it was only fucking two years. But, uh, you know, at some point, I remember when I was I was laying on the floor Because I was on the top bunk. The fucking pedophile was on like the bottom bunk. I was tired of fucking climbing up to the top bunk. So a lot of dudes would actually put their mattress on the floor. Right. Just have a guy on a bed, you know, the guy on the bed and the guy on the floor. I was sitting there one day and I was just like, kind of like doing an evaluation of myself. And I was like, you know what? Like I'm in here wanting to kill that dude who told on me. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: But I knew when I was making this shit, this stuff was illegal. Right. If I didn't make it and send it to him, he couldn't have told him.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: If I didn't do this in the past, I wouldn't have ended up to where, you know, here. If I didn't do this, I wouldn't have ended up there. I started realizing it's what's going on in here. Right. It's fucked up. That actually brought me into jail. Mm-hmm. There's something the fuck wrong. I was loaded. Tons of money. Everything was fucking, you know, a brand new WRX STI car. I got off the fucking muscle car now. I only went shopping at like fucking uh, Burberry, Hugo Boss, all mm-hmm. those expensive places. I got fucking sweatpants on. there at $200. I got a Burberry t-shirt that's 180 I got a Prado a fucking wallet that's $300. i am the fucking man. Right. I'm still fucking unhappy. Still hated myself. Still thought I was never good enough. Right. My self-esteem was fucking shit. But yet I had this fucking gigantic ego too. Mm -hmm. I realized something the fuck is wrong in my head. And when I got out of prison, I just knew I was not going to do anything to bring me back in there. And I just realized like, you know, was the steroids just a side effect of another issue up in here?
0: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is that, um, steroids cause like massive mood swings because it messes with your brain chemistry. (laughs) And
2: so, it, I will be honest. I, I've heard that a lot from my experience. The only one that has ever done that to me would be Tremblone, and it's also known for, uh, I think, uh, raising up your heart rate or mm-hmm. your blood pressure, right? which could automatically start getting you cranky. Right. So, yeah, I will I will say Tremblone for a fact. I haven't experienced that on, and mm-hmm. uh, it really – you know, I'm going to admit it. I mean, and this is again, this is going back 10 years at least. Uh, well, no, it's even earlier before I even started selling it when I was using steroids before I got into a relationship. You know, there was a while when I was juicing a lot and I was single. And I'll be honest with you, I was a complete asshole. There was a lot of women that I talked to once or twice, got what I wanted, and they never heard from me again.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and I started thinking about that. And even while I'll be even honest, too. You take that shit long enough, like I was talking about. Uh, what do they call those alcohol glasses, or what do they say when you're looking through? Beer uh, <laughs> uh, well, I will tell you right Beer now: goggles. you take that shit long enough, and you take enough of it, you will have steroid goggles, and you'll find yourself <laughs> probably being like, "Wow, I just did that." You know, so like, I started like I even started realizing after I started looking at myself, even the person that I was when I was taking the shit, I was like, "I'm being an asshole, and I don't want to be that person anymore." Right. You know, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be one of those dudes that some girl's talking about some fucking asshole that just played her heartstrings because he wanted to stick his dick in you and he was some fucking juice head. jacked up from the gym that you thought was hot because he was jacked up. You let him fuck you real quick and now he doesn't talk to you anymore. I don't mm-hmm. want to be that. I was. But no. you know
0: what? It's it's a beautiful thing that um you had that like life altering experience that that made you like. You know, reevaluate your life and look at, you know, who you were and who you were becoming, and and change that. Because not a lot of people ever get that epiphany, like ever. No, I
2: say I say it all the time, and I really, literally, do mean this when I say this. When I got out of prison, I would have shoveled shit for minimum wage not mm-hmm. to go back again.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it wasn't so much of going to prison. Uh, and I will tell you one thing: the worst thing about prison. This may sound crazy. At some point, I would just think for most people, you're going to have to realize, all right, I'm stuck here. I'm not seeing my friends and family as much as I want to. Like, you're going to have to realize that. Right. It's the fact that I'm stuck with all these other fucking people.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's worse. I really hate that. That was probably the worst <laughs> thing is when you have to start realizing these crazy motherfuckers. I'm going to be with them for two more years. Mm -hmm. This fucking sick fuck's going to be in my face for two more years. Right. This rat is going to be in front, you know, all these like weird and there is so many people you
0: wouldn't normally associate No, and
2: I will say also in my experience of the place that I was in, there was a lot of people there that in my opinion belong in a mental institution and not federal prison. Right. I'll be totally honest with you and you have to be around those people. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, yo, I am never, ever going to put myself in that position again. Right. And, uh, something snapped that that day when I was laying on the floor and just staring at the ceiling and just started it was like it was almost if like almost like an epiphany or something but like Mm -hmm. I actually like even felt like a change I was just like I have to change right who the fuck I am or my life is just going to keep going like this and I will never I won't be the
0: person that you're meant to be
2: yes yeah so uh I ate shit. I had shitty jobs at first, but it was what I needed to do. Um, When I came out of federal prison, they also normally don't let you go straight to the streets. They send you to a federal halfway house. Right. I stayed in a halfway house. I went and found a fucking job that would just give me a job. It wasn't anything great. And I stayed there until my time was done. And I'll be totally honest with you. I did not. One, my brother wasn't going to. At first, my brother was like, I really don't know about you staying here because he was single. Right. So I get it. You know, he just got fucking once oh, all my brothers here when he's bringing home a date.
3: Mm-hmm. You, know, or,
2: you know, can you get out? Um, And I'll be honest, he's also law enforcement. Now, the right. fact that there was a gun in the house, that would have been a huge fucking problem. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So I didn't even fucking even ask him, really. Um, And my father, I knew, was getting ready to move out of the state. I had nowhere to go. I'll be totally honest with you. I went into a fucking basically a halfway house in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I had a room that I rented with, in the side of a house that had other people in there that were there for like fucking drug problems or whatever else or the right. same, same thing as me just got out of the feds and have nowhere to go. I literally rented a shit fucking room in the fucking hood of fucking Brooklyn. I was literally probably the only fucking white guy in a five block radius. <laughs> I literally would walk up to the corner store and kids would call me office. Right. You're I, like, I, mean, I remember, am not
0: a pedophile. I am not a snitch. <laughs> I, I
2: even remember going into the corner store one day. This shit blew my fucking mind. It was, someone, the kid was like, yo, what's up, officer? Because you know, I'm the only fucking white dude. And someone's like, yo, I think, didn't you just arrest so and so last week? You know, busted my balls. I still had my fucking inmate card on me. I pulled my inmate card out and showed it to him. I said, you still think I'm a fucking cop? Yo, you want to hear some crazy shit? Motherfucker holding the card goes like this, yo. This motherfucker's legit, bro. My fucking dad's got the same card. <laughs> fucking loser. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, my dad's got the same card. Fucking That's proud of something that. to be. Yeah, exactly. Fucking idiot. <laughs> I was like, yo, I was like, this shit's just fucking insane. But uh, I never had a problem. Nobody ever really fucking touched me. You know, I really was. I'll be honest with you. There was some times out there I was even like, yo, because I was in like East New York. Like I was in the fucking hood. Yeah. Yo, for real. Yeah. <laughs> so I went back and forth to work, did what I had to do, and then eventually started dating who became my wife now. But um, I really basically came out and had nothing. My so how did how did was,
0: you meet her?
2: The fucking dating app. Oh, believe a Was um, it plenty of fish? Yes, it was actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I came out with I I would have had a car, but like an asshole that I was, um, I had just gotten married before I went into prison. I was engaged and was supposed to get married before I got arrested. When I got popped, I ended up coming out on. It's not bail. But it's kind of like bail. They, they eventually released me out. And even though I hadn't been convicted of it, I had a probation officer, which makes right. no sense. I haven't right. even been convicted. But you're already saying, telling me I have to see a probation officer before I get sentenced. So I was home and I had even told us to listen, I, I don't think we should do this. I think this is a fucking this is silly now. I'm going to fucking prison. There's no if ends or buts. I'm going to prison. I don't want to get married. No, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Even if it's five years, I'll wait. All right. fine. Get fucking married still. She sold my fucking car on me while I was in prison. She sold half my fucking clothes while I was on me while I was in prison. She sold my fucking guitar on me while I was in prison. You know, she sold a lot of my shit, and I came out to nothing.
0: So what was she doing it to be a bitch, or was she doing it because no, she, it she be wanted the
2: money? No, I, I think... Uh, I think it was just to be a bitch. I mean she yeah so I, don't I think it was just to be a bitch and to get money I mean I even questioned like listen I mean I had you know she was also used to a certain lifestyle after I started doing what I was doing right too. yeah
0: so here's here's the question for you comparing her to your wife now how much better is your life
2: now oh totally fucking different right totally different I'm actually happy mm-hmm. I'm not loaded I get by. Right. I, I like to do things at, you know, my like podcast and, or I can go to the, you know, I don't go as often as I used to. Cause like I said, I hurt myself and I'm still waiting for like everything. Right. Unfortunately, you know, because of just your cases and stuff with workers comp, mm-hmm. I can not really do much. Right, I worry about somebody fucking taking photos and be totally honest with you. So I don't exert myself that much when I do go, but like I go to the gym now, I don't fucking stick needles in my ass anymore on my shoulders. Right. Um, I'm happy. I'm with somebody that, uh, I mean. That loves you for you yeah, and well, not I was your gonna stuff. Say, yeah, yeah no, yes, I was going to say that because she met me when I literally had nothing. My first car, I bought hers. Right. I, I literally bought her car when she went and got a new one. I right. said, I'll give you money for your car. Don't trade it in. I'll pay for it. I need a car, and I and and I'll and I'll you know pay you in installments if that's okay. But like I literally you know, right? I had nothing, so she literally had to have like really truly loved me for who I was because right, absolutely. And she had her own issues too. Financially, she was doing very well, but she ended up with a fucked up ex before me, and whatever he ended up screwing her financially like really bad. She was like kind of like you know same in debt, but um you know, she took a chance and like, she actually had a really good job. And like, I'll be totally honest with you. Uh, even eventually I ended up with a decent job until I got hurt. She still was actually making probably 20 or 30 grand more a year than me. Like she has like a decent job. So like Mm -hmm. it wasn't even for the money. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I knew she truly liked who I was and I'll be totally honest with you. She's almost like a female version of me. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, you know, isn't this that chick says whatever the fuck she wants? <laughs> does whatever the fuck she wants. She says shit that makes me say, yo, do you really fucking say that? Because that just came out of a chick's mouth. You know, I love you, that. You
0: know, you know, I was just like, you're, you're the one. You know? So, so her and I would be really good friends. Oh, you,
1: yeah.
2: But you very much are very alike, actually.
0: See, and that's the thing is, um, like, I have that discussion with people all the time that are, like, single and, you know, looking for their person or whatever. I have dated people that were completely opposite of me that I had, like, zero in common with, and they were horrid relationships, and my husband is, like, a carbon copy of me. I mean, we have the most batshit crazy conversations and stuff and it's fun and
2: it's not work at I was, all. There's not a day that goes by that she does not make me laugh.
0: Exactly. Same.
2: And yep. that, that, that's huge. Yeah. I think actually, is that a day that I don't si- you know, I could be sitting on the couch laying in bed. There's not a day that goes by that? I don't look at her and be like, yo, what the fuck? And start cracking up. Right. It's really a lot like me. and the- Exactly. So, so my life, Turned now around I, and, and it's oh, perfect. I can say I, I can walk out on the streets. I don't have to worry about is cops coming or the feds coming. Mm-hmm. I can hold my head high, be proud of who I am, right. love who I am the way I am
1: mm-hmm.
2: without fucking drugs. And, uh, you know, I, I found stuff that I like to do and try to help other people with my shows. Right. Something and happened, I, something changed.
0: And I love that. And, I, and that's why like you and I hit it off, like from the get go, Mm -hmm. you know, like uh, you and I have the same kind of personality and, and that's why, like when I said, you know, at the intro of the show, uh, if they don't like us, they can suck an egg. Um, (laughs) It's because we are just very matter of fact, you know, and not afraid to speak our minds, not afraid to speak the truth. And we don't sugarcoat stuff for people, you know, and, and that, like gets under some people's skin and irritates them and other people appreciate that you tell them the
2: truth. So I, I mean, would, I mean I even I'd hate rather be me. me. And then and unfortunately I'm gonna have to go. My wife's actually outside waiting for me now to go for That's shit. fine. <laughs> um real quick, like even from like my experience in prison, like I was around people in there who killed motherfuckers. Right. You know, like I was around people who did some crazy shit and it's just like if I'm like I did that but then I'm supposed to be afraid to have, say an opinion of something right
0: yeah no yeah no (laughs) and that's the thing is that you know growing through experience because i've been through a lot of crazy psychotic shitty things in my life that made me like who i am and and not afraid to you know speak my mind and and say things so um give your wife a giant (laughs) hug and kiss for me slap on the butt And tell her I cannot wait to meet her because it would be so freaking hysterical. Oh, you two would get a little great. Yeah. So tell people real quick where they can find you at, and then I will let you go.
2: Um, I have the NY Patriot Show. That's my show. It's on uh, all major podcasts. Uh, Bit Shoot and Rumble for right now. I may kind of get rid of Bit Shoot and Rumble. It's just whatever. And then I do have the Occult Rejects. That's on all major podcasts. That's on Bit Shoot and Rumble as well. But then we also have. It's called Tor and More, T O R and More. There is another channel with that name, which I didn't expect on YouTube. But we do have that on YouTube that has uh, me, it has the occult rejects. And if Lux puts out anything on his own, my co host on the occult rejects, it goes to there too. And honestly, which is crazy, believe it or not, YouTube, I actually get more views and I have more subs on when it comes to video stuff. So knocking on wood, I saw that going, <laughs> and yeah, I'm, only, I'm probably going to break a thousand fucking subs in another week or two. Like for, I think for what I cover on YouTube, that's kind of like impressive, considering I haven't gotten banned yet.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so, and okay. don't forget, um what do you co-host?
2: Oh, I co-host the Occult Rejects, and I also co-host the Spiritual Gangsters with another person, Teresa. That is actually a completely different show. If if you liked my story today. Basically going and checking out that show is other podcasters or other people's stories. It's a lot more personable. Right. And I think it's nice because it gives you a chance to actually get to know the person. There's a lot of people that I think that are behind the mic that you don't know and they just have a facade. This show I think it gives you a little bit to actually get to know the people and it's I don't know. It's nice. Amen
0: to that. Well, my dear, dear friend, thank you again for joining me today. I love you dearly. I always love spending time with you. So for me and for New York Patriot, everybody, thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you next time. Have a good one.
1: Later.